O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is Philippians 3, verses 7 through 16. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to When I Survey the Wondrous Cross by Isaac Wardell and Lowell Mason, arranged here by Keith and Kristen Getty. An opening curtain of brass and strings creates a lush backdrop that is pulled back to reveal a quiet guitar pattern and a cello counter melody. The text by Isaac Wardell is set to the traditional Scottish tune, Wally Wally. In the verse where Christ's death is painted in stark imagery, minor harmonies replace typical major ones for a somber reflection.
Philippians 3, verses 7 through 16. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. What is your greatest achievement? What's an accomplishment that you look back on with pride? Take a moment to consider. See, we all have achievements that we're proud of, things that we've done that we feel make up a big part of who we are. And it's easy for us to look back on those things and think not only that this is a good thing that I've done, but that this is evidence of the fact that I'm a good person, that I matter. I'm important because I've done X, or I have dignity because I've achieved Y. A few years ago around Easter, David Brooks wrote an article in the New York Times entitled Five Lies Our Culture Tells. The first lie that he mentions is the idea that success will make you happy. He says that this is an idea we foist on the young, and he notes that college mental health facilities are swamped and suicide rates are spiking as a result. So many forums are continually perpetuating the idea that if you make it, life will be good. But, Brooks writes, everybody who has actually tasted success can tell you that's not true. He recounts, I remember when the editor of my first book called to tell me it had made the bestseller list. It felt like nothing. It was external to me. He says that success can spare you from the shame you might experience if you see yourself as a failure, but success alone can't give you peace or fulfillment. He writes, if you build your life around it, your ambitions will always race out in front of what you've achieved, leaving you anxious and dissatisfied. In a different New York Times article, Frank Bruni comments that our success-obsessed culture leaves many of us, especially our young people, quote, simultaneously frazzled and fragile. But at the end of the day, I think that this is the inevitable result of living for a resume. And we see that very clearly in this passage. The Apostle Paul begins this chapter by listing out his many and impressive credentials. He begins with the not-so-humble brag, I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. And he goes on to explain why. But at the end of the day, what does he have to say about his credentials? That they're all rubbish. Why? Because he has found something so much better knowing Jesus, being found in Jesus, having a relationship with Jesus. Finding that makes everything else seem worthless in comparison. Knowing Jesus then becomes Paul's singular pursuit. It is his driving passion. 
because it's the only thing that can provide the hope and peace that his soul craves. So think for a moment. What are you placing your hope in? What credentials might you be clinging to right now? My hope and prayer for you is that those things would not become ultimate, that you would see them as Paul did, as rubbish for the sake of knowing Jesus. Let's close now with this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and very changes of this world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.